The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, welcome to Onward with me, Rosie O'Donnell. That's two N's, two L's. As I mentioned, many listeners wrote in such thoughtful, beautiful, and heartbreaking ways about my conversation with Lyle Menendez. You know, they were so moving, we thought we'd just put them all together in this one podcast. To those we didn't share, who spoke so honestly about their childhood traumas, please know I listened to every one of them. I'm sending out so much love and support to you. Please continue to do all that you are doing to heal yourselves, and I promise to do the same. Okay, everybody, here we go. Okay, so these are all of your comments and thoughts about the Lyle Menendez episode. All right, Andrew, take it away. Hi, Rosie. Good morning. My name is Andrew, and I'm in East Long Island. Um, when I first saw your TikTok that you were going to have one of the Menendez brothers on your podcast, I immediately heard the tape in my head from childhood. Menendez brothers, you don't kill your parents. You run away with the circus like a normal kid. Well, um, lucky for me, I went in with an open mind or at least curious. And my goodness, did I come out on the other side of that. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you to you and acknowledge that I'm old enough to say times were different then. So true. So true, Andrew. Times were different. And, you know, as a society, we couldn't even conceive of the fact that sometimes fathers sexually abuse their sons, their own sons. And, you know, it's a society where 
somehow we understand and accept that women are sexually abused all the time and and that boys uh, and men somehow are not, but that's not the facts. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you were able to uh, listen to his story, you know. 34 years he's been in jail. It's uh, hard to believe. And Lord knows we we did a disservice as a nation by believing the the lies and and all of the uh the story and the lore against them i i just hope that they're finally going to be resentenced or or freed or or pardoned um because they've served enough for their crimes and you know they've been in prison since they were little boys and they never really have known freedom yet so i'm hoping that pretty soon that they will be able to walk free and I think that would be, you know, justice served. Okay, Jackie, hit it, Jack. Hi, Rosie. It's Jackie Gallagher from New Brunswick, Canada. I want to thank you for your wonderful podcasts and for the powerful interview with Lyle Menendez. I'm a few months older than you, Rosie, and I recall the trial vividly. But unlike you, I truly believe Lyle and Eric's tears were fake. While on the stand, I couldn't conceive of a father raping his own sons, and I did not see them as victims. Boy, with humility and pangs of conscience, I no longer feel that way. Lyle and Eric were living a nightmare, and Lyle needed desperately to protect his younger brother. They were victims stopping their abusers, albeit in a violent way, but in Lyle's mind, the only way. Keep us updated, Rosie, and thank you again. Love you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And isn't it amazing how we can reframe something in our mind and and change the entire image and the whole, you know, the way that we were taught what we were fed by the news media about them. And, um, you know, the truth was so far from what was uh, adjudicated. You know, and the fact that they didn't even get to have a defense, you know, in their in their second trial when they were given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. So um, I'm really happy, too, that that I saw that wonderful documentary and it spurred me on to having contact with him and getting to know him and and getting to speak um, with him and, and on his behalf on on some TV interviews and. You know, that's all we can do. And now let's hope that the judicial system will right the wrong. You know, that that's all that that's left for us to do. Thank you again. Okay, who do we got next? Hit it. Hi, Rosie. I felt that I wanted to send a comment about the Lyle Menendez episode, which I thought was so, so good. Uh, you did such a great job. Um this isn't my usual thing that I leave voice comments or anything like that, but I have followed you forever and ever. I'm almost 69 years old, so really, we go way back. So what I was thinking about the episode was with Lyle, that no matter what he was going to do in his life, it was going to be major. And that even in prison, he 
is doing things that could change the fabric of all prisons, just putting murals and gardens and instilling confidence and giving prisoners more of a sense of self. It just feels to me that he was destined to make some kind of change in the world that was big. I like to look at people's lives and look at the overall fabric of their lives. Like I was thinking about people that have sudden changes in their life, like Christopher Reeves was Superman, but then he also was a paraplegic, you know, where their, their lives are almost like two lives in one. And Lyle's life clearly was like two lives, maybe even three lives in one, but that he was still destined to do something great. And I really love that he continued his education. I thought that was really, just said so much about him. I guess that's it. I just want to say that uh, I just feel like, uh, I guess that's it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I like the ending. I guess that's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank you for that, really. And I agree with you. I have to say the, the record that Lyle Menendez has in prison is, you know, impeccable. What he's done, like no other prisoner has done as much in the California prison system as he has in the last 34 years. And, uh, it's really remarkable. And when I went to the prison and uh, got to meet him and I saw him giving a presentation on the renovation project that he's doing in the prison that he's in San Diego, um, it modeled after the Norwegian program and uh, really really profound work when I saw him presenting to, you know, administrators and legislators and prison heads of prison. And I was like, this guy could be running a Fortune 500 company. He's so articulate. He's so smart. He's so well-versed. He's, uh, you know, he's curious. He's innately curious and he doesn't like to waste time. He He's always doing something. He's always got another idea. He's always, you know, He's a remarkable guy. He really is. And I'm glad that, you know, he got to present who he is to people. And and I'm so happy that people walked away seeing him for really who he is, not who he was as a scared, sexually abused young boy trying to protect his younger brother, you know. And um, some people, you know, I have friends who say to me, he killed his parents. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I know it's hard for some people, you know, to even get anywhere near that subject without, you know, shutting down all the doors and windows and refusing to look outside, you know. But thank you. Thank you all uh, for this. And um, who do we have next? Shane? Is that Shane? Hey, Rosie. Shane here, based in WeHo. Just listened to the episode with Lyle Menendez. And... I am really kind of overwhelmed by the different feelings that are going on right now. I am, of course, like so many people, was brought up with 
the story that the media told in the 90s and how both Lyle and Eric were made out to be these cold-blooded, soulless automatons who wanted only wealth and were, you know, eliminated their parents to get it. And looking back now and finding out this new evidence and all the sort of re-examination that we're doing as a society of uh, sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse in particular, I think is a really, really powerful thing. And I cannot help but be both moved and inspired and want to continue to advocate uh, for people who have experienced similar things, um, whether it's it's victims of incest, of of non-familial sexual abuse, um, you know, it's just a very powerful episode, and your empathy and your generosity uh, with Lyle really shone through. I think it was a very powerful conversation. Thank you for making the room and taking the time uh, to to have it and for doing it with such grace and humility um, as you have always done all things. Uh, I've admired you for many years um, and will continue to for many more. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Shane. So beautiful. Yeah, I think it really moved a lot of people. I really think... A lot of us were sold a bill of goods in the 90s about who these young boys were and what the story really was about. And, you know, sadly, it's a story of a, you know, sadistic, abusive, pedophile father and an equally unwell mother and the tragedy that was their childhood and ended up on on the night that they they killed their parents. And... um you know, it's a story of our times, of our life. It's uh, one of the defining, you know, trials of our lifetime, without a doubt. And to think that's 34 years later and they're still in there. And there's been so much done on the abuse of children and and uh, the abuse of young boys. And I really... I'm really grateful that I got to know him and I have the opportunity to, you know, introduce him to you in a way that that will hopefully change your mind or two. And it sounds like it did. <laughs> Up next, Margaret. What's going on, Margaret? Hey, Rosie, it's Margaret. I'm 61 and I just finished listening to your interview with Lyle Menendez. Um, I'm a survivor, I guess, is a terminology uh, of uh, childhood abuse by my father, physical, sexual, uh, mental, emotional. He was an overbearing asshole, sexually abused me and both of my sisters. Uh, I, I didn't have, uh, and I still don't have clear memories of it happening to me. Um, mostly feelings, uh, what my bones know, that book, (laughs) 
Yeah, what my bones know. I have a history of uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, multiple suicide attempts, um, no friends, don't trust my family other than my sister, uh, one of my sisters. Uh, what touched me most about uh, the interview with Lyle was uh, being believed. Um, I disassociated my abuse, have, as I said, mostly feelings, mostly inklings about what happened to me. And then as an adult in the military, I was raped uh, by two different individuals, two different military. Uh, my brothers in arms, huh? uh, one of whom was a supervisor type, the other... Uh, equal rank. Uh, but I guess I was trained as an adult, as a child rather, to not report. And so I didn't report and I stuffed those experiences down, told myself that they were just unpleasant uh, sexual experiences. And then I went out uh, uh, upon my business and uh, all my sexual experiences have been uh, horrible. Uh, in the sense that I've always been drunk or stoned and I've given myself away to strangers just acting out. Um, but being believed, yeah, being believed. Um, finally, as an adult, uh, late 50s, late 50s, after so many different uh, diagnoses, so many different uh, psycho, psycho whatever drugs that the uh, psychologists and the psychiatrists give you. I was finally, uh, somebody asked me, were you, were you abused as a child? Were you sexually abused? And uh, we started talking about it and talked about disassociation and, and this and that. And uh, um, being believed by her, um, I, 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 I cling to my relationship with her. I speak to her monthly. Um, being believed by um, the military, ultimately, when I reported the, the, the two rapes, not for punitive purposes, but for uh, acknowledgement of my disability, because I am disabled. I suffer from PTSD and anxiety and depression and uh, the like, and I have for, you know, since I was obviously as a child, that abuse, but then my early 20s, early to mid 20s with the, the two rapes by my brothers in arms, um, being believed that, uh, that touched me. Um, I followed, uh, excuse me, I didn't, I didn't follow the, the Menendez case. Uh, I was aware of it, obviously, as a 61 year old. Uh, but I didn't follow it. Maybe, maybe there's a reason. Maybe, maybe my own experiences. That's the, that's the reason. But, um, but belief, belief, Rosie, that's, that's so important. Well, Margaret, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. It couldn't have been easy to do, but, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. How powerful it is to have someone believe you. It frees you, really, from the constant questions in your mind. Did I make this up? Surely I made this up, right? Surely I made this up because nobody wants that to be true. 
That's a, a code of shame, you know, you don't want to wear. And even though it's not your shame, as the Annie Lennox song goes, take this twisted coat of shame, it never did belong to me, right? And um, I'm glad that, you know, listening to, to Lyle and, and hearing uh, us talk about surviving trauma, you know, and, and uh, how to make the best out of your life, you know. Um, I wish the best for you, Margaret. I really do. And uh, I'll be thinking about you. You take care of yourself. Stick around. We have more of your comments after this. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, Rosie. My name is Bob Merrick, and I am a longtime listener, longtime fan, first-time caller, and uh, I could probably spend an hour gushing about how much I love you and how important you are to me and have been to me and all the ways you have inspired and influenced my life, but we can do that another day. For right now, I just wanted to uh, respond to your request about your Lyle Menendez interview. And I wasn't actually going to say anything until you asked about it. But the thing I thought was most interesting was I had a very almost physical reaction to not wanting to listen to the episode. The going into it, I just, I 
I never really got into the case. I never heard a lot of details, but growing up at the time, uh, I, I knew the headlines and I knew enough to know I didn't want to know anymore. And I just thought what was really interesting was my, my want to not want to listen to it. But, and when I was wondering why that was, it was like, I didn't want you to humanize him. I didn't want you to change my opinion. And I thought that was really interesting when I couldn't figure out why I had an opinion in the first place if I've never paid any attention in any detail to the case. So all that being said, out of my love for you and my respect for you uh, and all of the things I have learned from you over the years listening to Rosie Radio, uh, and your talk show, I gave it a listen. And I'm really glad that I did because more than anything, it opened my mind and it opened my heart. And uh, I was very impressed with what he's done with his time. And I don't know, it's always nice to be uh, surprised and to anything that can remind us of our humanity, I think is always a beautiful thing. So as always, I thank you for that. And uh, I look forward to following his journey a little bit closer and seeing where it ends up and hoping that good things come to him. So thank you, Rosie. As always, you're amazing. Thank you, Bob. So sweet. Isn't it interesting how sometimes, you know, we turn away from that, which is like a little too hot for you to touch yet, you know? I mean, memories and, and things that you hold locked away so that your psyche doesn't shatter, you know? As we get older and as we have more therapy and help and, and understanding and, you know, time, the, the doors kind of open and, and, and you can go, you know, turn the light on in that very dark room and empty everything out, you know? And... um you know, I'm glad that that Lyle was able to to move you and that you didn't, you know, instinctively just ignore it. You know, you you were brave enough to go to go toward it and to be led. And so, um, you know, that's really, really positive stuff. And um, thank you so much, Bob. Thank you. Laurel. Here we go. Laurel. Hello, Rosie. My name is Laurel, and I live in the Vancouver area of Canada. I, too, grew up as a motherless daughter. My mom died when I was two years old. My father was an alcoholic, and I, like a lot of adult children, struggled with many of the same issues that are spoken about by people in recovery. I also was sexually abused, and I have spent the last 40 years in recovery with Al-Anon and have had lots of therapy. I am in a good place these days even though I lost my husband three years ago and my dog a year later. I wanted to talk about Lyle Menendez's interview. I think about why some of us come out the other side okay and why some people go in a different direction and have different outcomes. I believe most of the prisoners, drug addicts, alcoholics, etc., are all once abused children from various backgrounds, some different circumstances, but ultimately wounded deeply. I don't know what the solution is or if there is hope for society because we have to keep people safe. We need prisons to do that. 
how do we bring people around to the idea that rehabilitation is better than punishment? Who decides which person can be healed and who is just evil? There is no easy answer. It was so great to hear how Lyle and Eric have recovered and are now helping others. I love the interview. I'm so sad they have spent most of their lives incarcerated. I do hope they get their freedom for time served. It's a great topic, Rosie. Thank you again. I will continue to follow your career. You're a joy to listen to and watch. Oh, and as a big fan, yes, I do have the Rosie doll in the box and all your magazines. Have a great day, Rosie. Take care. Well, thank you, Laurel. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, what a beautiful message you left. It's really hard to know, right, what we do, but I agree with you that most of the prisoners uh, in this country are abused kids who never got any help. And, you know, the foster care system is a mess and, you know, children in affluent homes get abused and, and, uh, you know, no one ever shows up and knocks on their door to check on, you know, the Menendez brothers in Beverly Hills, you know, even though many people testified at the trial seeing the father work them till they passed out on the tennis court and uh his his abuse was was evident to people in, in their lives not the sexual part but all of the other uh type of mental abuse and and uh never being good enough never never being good enough for for their father um but what do we do and you know we have to have a better system than we have right now where mentally ill people get sentenced and housed and and not given rehab, not given any way to better themselves in prison. Um, it's really a horrible thing. And, and it needs to, you know, we, we look at other countries and how they do it. And, and we have a lot to learn, the United States of America, in this, you know, prison complex, right? This million-dollar prison complex that we have going for us here. We have a public defender next, a public defender. We'll be back with more of your comments after this. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity 
and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi. I work in public defense, so I represent people accused of crime. I listened to the episode, the thoughtful episode Rosie did with Lyle. I really appreciated hearing it and the perspectives and the vulnerability that everyone shared. I'm grateful to Rosie for putting that out there and getting people to think about what happened in a different way. One thing I wanted to bring up, and I hope your show finds a way to spotlight and to get your listeners to think about, is that most people who commit crimes are not famous, they're not rich, they're not well-educated at Princeton, and they also have horrific reasons that they do what they do. Our jails and our prisons are not filled with horrible people who are psychopaths most of the time. There are rare exceptions. But most people who make the worst mistake of their lives have done so because of horrible circumstances that have brought them to that point in their life. Sometimes it's abuse, sometimes it's addiction, sometimes it's lack of resources or lack of finances um, or lack of opportunity or being young and dumb. But I just hope that your listeners realize that most people do not deserve to be judged by the worst mistake of their lives and that we should have compassion, yes, absolutely, for Lyle and people like him who are victims of abuse, but also have compassion for the millions and millions of people that we have put behind bars that we do not think about, that you do not care about, that you do not pay attention to, and we dehumanize and treat in the worst way. And uh, we absolutely should be considering parole and allowing for rehabilitation and that people change and grow and that we want them to rehabilitate themselves and become productive members of society and move past the worst thing they've ever done in their life. So true. So true, you know. You know, jails are, are full of uh, people with addictions and, you know, what the addiction industry is, you know, the recovery programs that, you know, they're expensive and they get families and they tell them this is how you treat your addict family member and whether or not you can do that. And, 
you know, it, it, the jails are, are, are full of the holes in all the social programs that no longer exist or are just so badly staffed, you know, and mental health in America. I mean, my God, we, we don't have enough help for everyone. It's, it's a tragedy. Yet we seem to be able to find millions and millions and millions of dollars for other wars and other nations. And that, frankly, I don't understand. I really don't. But yes, uh, I agree with you. Most of the people in prison are, are not rich and didn't go to Princeton. You're totally right. And um, everyone deserves to be treated as an equal part of society and a human being. And, uh, you know, everyone deserves to feel a part of society. And um, yeah. Yeah, good points. Thank you very much for leaving that message. Our last one today, Evo. Evo, what a cool name. Hi, Rosie. My name is Evo, and I'm from San Jose, California, right outside of San Francisco in the Bay Area. And I just, excuse me, I just finished listening to um, the Lyle Menendez podcast that you have on your Onward show. And oh, Rosie. That's amazing. That's so amazing that you're doing this. Yes, I do believe that you should put both brothers on or, I don't know, you know, talk more about it. You know, this is, this destroys lives and um, you really would be helping a lot. It's wonderful what you're doing. I hope you do it. I hope... You're protected when you do, and I hope that the truth comes to light in a way that everyone can understand it. Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell. Thank you, Evo. Beautiful sentiment. I love your big heart getting all choked up. Yeah, um, they deserve to be freed. They've served enough time, and we can right this wrong. We can, and we just need some brave people uh, at the DA's office and to get a resentencing going um, because Lord knows 34 years is enough time, especially for boys who were so brutalized as they were. All right. We'll be back with more after this. Thank you to each and every one of you who left a voice memo. With all that's going on, we need to listen, love, and help each other in any way possible. Sometimes for me, in the quietest moments, it's as simple as befriending a squirrel. I know some of you think that's crazy. Sorry, (laughs) not sorry. Next week, my guest is Derek Downey Jr., a.k.a. a squirrel's best friend. Fighting depression like so many of us do, Derek found solace in connecting with his neighborhood squirrels, and sharing these videos on social media. Now, he has over a million TikTok followers. Derek uses this time with his favorite squirrel, Maxine, as a way to share thoughts on compassion, mindfulness, humanity, and coexisting with nature. He is a lovely, lovely man. Derek Downey Jr. That's next week on Onward. Until then, peace out, everybody. The 
Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.